0: You were about to enter Chuck versus the podcast, the place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars Yvonne Strahovski Zachary Levi Joshua Gomez Ryan McFarland, Adam
1: Baldwin
2: Sarah Lancaster
0: Contests
2: We are giving away a Chuck trust Kit
0: The Directors Jason Enzler Norman Buckley The Guest Stars Steve Austin Kristen Griff. Conventions
2: Lights come up and here comes Jeffster out on stage
0: Set visits
2: This is the guy
0: right here and much more Are you ready? This is Gray.
2: This is Mel. This is Liz.
0: And we want to welcome you to Chuck Versus the Podcast, episode 82 for Friday, February 25th, 2011. We have an action-packed new episode of Chuck to discuss, so let's get the news out of the way. And, oh my goodness, I'm getting a deja vu from last week. But... uh <laughs> In ratings news, Chuck versus the Masquerade remained steady with the last couple of weeks. 1.7 in the adults 18 to 49 demo with 5.5 million viewers. Um, this is now, yikes, four solid weeks in a row. And again, like we reminded you last week, four solid weeks in a row at exactly the same demo um, is good news considering that other shows have been falling and falling and falling and falling and, falling and being hit with the weather and being hit with... Um, Valentine's Day, Chuck just takes a licking and keeps on ticket. But, (laughs) however, we do, um, have not exactly a campaign, but kind of a slogan that we want you to keep in your minds. Stand up and be counted. Um, if you're not a Nielsen family and you're in the United States and you want your viewership to count toward, uh, Chuck's ratings, join Reward TV. Go to rewardtv.com, log in and answer a short questionnaire about the episode and the commercials that aired during the episode. Reward TV is a Nielsen outlet, and the information they gather is reported back to the networks. So as far as I understand, it obviously can't come into the overnights, but it will factor into the Live Plus 7 and other kind of mysterious numbers that they collect, which the networks, particularly NBC, do care about. So, stand up and be counted, rewardtv.com, the day after. As far as I know, it must be the day after, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, get over there Tuesday morning.
0: Yeah. Tuesday morning, go to rewardtv.com, and pretend you're a Nielsen viewer. You almost are.
2: Right. You're important.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, our latest fashion column is up, and it's all about Sarah. Mm -hmm. Robin Lewis West gives us details on her mission watch, which we actually got photos from somebody in props went the extra mile and took some close-ups for us to give us the really detailed look at her watch. A lot of you had been asking about, we also have Sarah's jacket from honeymooners and her dress from seduction impossible. All of those were frequent inquiries. Mm So we got those out of the way now as much fun as it is to figure out Sarah's wardrobe and where you can get it. We encourage you to send in your queries about other characters as well. Alex, Casey Morgan. So far, nobody's asked about them.
3: <laughs> they wear clothes too.
2: <laughs> Sometimes it's good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, as much fun, like I said, as it, as it is to to focus on Sarah's wardrobe because she does have some amazing pieces. Um, you know, let's share the love. Let's find out what everybody else is wearing.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Especially Ellie
2: with her hair all whacked out like it was in the episode. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, I'm really not going to look up that spit up stained sweatshirt for you.
0: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Say
2: it. Walmart. There you go. Uh, you, Tip. Ah, the memories.
1: <laughs> well, editor Matt Barber put together a video of himself editing last night or. Er, er, This past week's episode of Chuck, Chuck versus the Masquerade, it gives us a glimpse of the time and effort that it takes to take seven days of film and turn it into 42 minutes of awesomeness. Mm -hmm. You can find the video at ChuckTV.net.
0: Yeah, and and actually quite amazing that he was able to do that. Um, Typically, inside the doors of the production offices and writing rooms and editing rooms and stuff, um, they're very, very careful about what... uh, comes out. I, I know when I when I was there, I had to be very careful about what pictures I took when I was inside. And uh, so it's really neat to get that kind of a window into literally weeks worth of time inside the editing suite. Definitely check it out. Yeah. And speaking about Chuck versus the Masquerade. Oh, I like it. There's a good segue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Finally.
0: Finally. Yeah. An easy segue. Um, <laughs> Chuck versus the Masquerade it was a venture to England. And we got to meet Volkov's daughter um I loved the episode as usual it was a Rafe and Lauren episode and I love Rafe and Lauren um I thought it was a lot of fun um there was some great action and um I think some important things setting up for an arc that's going to happen over the next few episodes I did notice um a few people on Twitter were really hating the episode and really (laughs) yeah really hating the episode um I'm not sure exactly why I tweeted for people to uh, to let me know why, and nothing came in. But what do you guys think?
1: Well, I think it started out kind of shocking, mm-hmm. you know, with the with the killings, mm-hmm. um, especially the the one where you know with sitting behind the guy in the car. That was that was pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. But I, the guy was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was wicked bad. I he was probably maybe maybe worse than Volkov. I mean, I don't know. You know. Well, he,
2: Volkov didn't really get his hands dirty, so no, a, this guy. It's the question it of, in, of intent versus action. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, but, but on yeah. the whole, I loved the episode. I I just totally I love Lauren Cohen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The more I see her in different characters, the more I love her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I I would I would comment that um edit I mean we watched the Vampire Diaries and, and really liked that show and uh um her character, at least so far, has been a lot more understated, perhaps, than her character was in the Vampire Diaries. Um I think that that that's definitely on purpose and it will sort of slowly blossom um mm-hmm. over the next few episodes. But uh but definitely well, she in this
2: was supposed to be indecisive yeah you know and kind of reclusive so i think she was supposed to be more um, low-key to start with
0: and i do get the sense that we're supposed to guess about her loyalties um, Mm -hmm. particularly when she didn't tell them about the uh the locket and then in Mm -hmm. the end when she goes to um open whatever room that was in volkov's office um Mm-hmm. where I think we're supposed to wonder, is she a bad guy? Is she a good guy? Uh, what's going to happen?
2: Well, I don't think she knows yet what she is. Yeah. I think she realized, oh, this is the key. And she had told Chuck several times that she didn't have direction. and She didn't she didn't know what she wanted to do with her life and she needed to figure it out. And finding out who her father really was was a shock. You know, what he was, actually did was a real surprise. And, and she kind of wanted to reject that. And then she had, she, she finds out that she's been groomed, you know, Boris tells her that she's been groomed Mm -hmm. to take over, that she is his success, his, uh, succession plan.
0: Yeah. So
2: she's curious now, you know, Oh, do I, I have a life plan. I haven't had one this whole time.
0: I I don't know if I buy a hundred percent that, that she didn't know what was happening. Um, in the sense that, uh, it, it almost looked like she was faking that she didn't know more, particularly when when she spooked the horse, grabbed the shotgun and, and shot this this killer guy um, yeah. and then didn't tell them exactly everything that happened. It was like she's definitely shrewd. I, I'll i say it that way.
1: Yeah. I think that she just she's I think she's extremely curious. Uh, I think she's very smart very intelligent so I think that for now she may be playing her cards really close to to, you know to the vest there Um, I I don't think that at this point she's she's bad Mm -hmm. and I don't mistrust her entirely I think she's like Mel said I think she's just trying to figure it out but in that figuring it out who can you trust Mm
3: -hmm. she doesn't Mm
1: -hmm. know she just found out that her father wasn't what she thought mm-hmm. was this total other character altogether. And I mean, now who do you, tra- and now this guy's coming after her, trying to kill her. And, and then there's Chuck being nice and you know, you trying to help her a little bit, but who do you trust? Mm-hmm. And I think that she's just cautious.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now yeah, it's
2: just a matter of days that she's found out that, or she's been told that her father is not some oil executive. He's in fact this criminal mastermind. And hey, we're with the CIA and come with us and people are gonna try to kill you and you're the key, you've got the key and all this stuff. I mean, that's an awful lot for a person to digest.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Just, I think it was just three days, wasn't it? So that's, yeah. I don't think she's bad yet. I think she's undecided.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, let me pose this question. Um, and we're going back a few seasons now to other characters, particularly particularly female characters that have been introduced. Um, Jill came on the scene very strongly. Lou came on the scene very strongly, uh, particularly because they were love interests for Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like him or hate him, probably hate him. Um, the character we love in season three who <laughs> came on the scene. Um, uh, even though he, he didn't exactly come so strongly, but um, because there was a love triangle that was happening, it it made him invested in everything very quickly. But with her character, because Chuck and Sarah are now together and that's not an option, did you guys find... I, I found that it's it's harder to make her connected emotionally to things without those elements what do you think
3: i didn't
2: get that no i thought no i saw her um that i saw that chuck was able to connect with her even easier because he didn't have the angst of her being a love interest but he's really in love with sarah but he can't have her and she's pushing him away Instead, he has this girl who's very, very smart, as he is, and directionless, as he was, and it's, he can connect with her as someone who's been there, and kind of an older brother mentor type.
0: Yeah, I got I got that with Chuck, but say, just say, for instance, I don't necessarily know right now what Sarah's connection to her is. I don't know what Casey's connection to her is. Yeah, um, so far
2: I think they just view her as a mission. Yeah, but they don't know yet that she's going to be around for five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't have the luxury of having sailors like we yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I get what you're saying. You know how how can they connect to her so quickly? Mm-hmm. Um Or or will they be able to? And I guess we'll have to wait wait and see. So mm-hmm. far, she's been around for an episode, and I think Chuck's connected to her. Um. Sort of on the level that he did with Manoush, mm-hmm. except she's going to be around longer, so we're going to see more of the the, the fallout or the strengthening, uh, wh- whichever way she decides to go of that relationship, mm-hmm. that connection, yeah, and see how it impacts others.
0: And I know we've been talking about wanting a female Manoush, and so mm-hmm. hopefully we have a female Manoush here.
2: Somebody speculated that Volkov had built his own intersect. And that's what she was seeing when she opened that door.
0: That seems like a stretch, but who knows? Uh, it would certainly be interesting.
2: We already know that she has. She and Czech are similar. You know, they they do have a little bit of a connection. She's very smart,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and she's. We were told by Boris. You know, she speaks five languages, and she's um, an excellent equestrian, and all these things. She's very smart, or uh, very skilled. So it seems to pick things up quickly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but that's been done before. It's yeah. been done already. Three Ooh, times. It's all been.
0: Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Crazy little loopy. He's kind of tired. Yeah. I just
1: think doing this a third time, going down this road a third time would be a mistake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's It'd be too predictable, I think. I, I know I would probably find it a little ho-hum really Mm
3: -hmm.
1: honestly I would I would find it ho-hum I hope it's something more I hope it's something bigger Mm -hmm. it's got to be something bigger I mean if this is going to be something that could take us into a season five I I really hope it's something that's going to really challenge Chuck Mm -hmm. and the team Mm -hmm. or maybe it's something that you know with the road that Casey might go down that he's You know, maybe it could be something that a pulling together of two teams, two strong teams are going to have to, you know, it's going to have to be something that they're going to have to collaborate on or come together on to be able to defeat this big, huge thing that Volkov has created, whatever it is. But I just hope
2: it's not another, another intersect. Yeah. I like that, though. Pulling together Team Barkowski and the Mm -hmm. A-Team, PCC team, together to defeat Volkov. I like that idea.
0: Yeah. I mean it's it it does uh, make you wonder what on earth other than that could be the reason for pulling Casey away to that other team.
1: Mhm. Well, I think the answer is what um Robin Givens' character, what is her name? I'm sorry. I Jane, compl- Jane Bentley. Okay, I I think that it was the reason that she gave him. You Mm -hmm. know, he's been reduced. He's he's a sharpshooter. He was trained for better things. Mm -hmm. He was made for better things, and he's reduced to a bartender.
2: You know, um, babysitting or you
3: Mm -hmm. know, kind of
1: well.
2: He got to do some sharpshooting in this episode. Did a lot, man. He took out. He had quite the body count. He did, but I think that was on purpose. I think that yeah, was on purpose. Yeah, they us in him.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of what he, I mean, t- they basically took us back to Casey in the first season, the first few episodes.
0: Yeah. And so, somebody was saying um, on Twitter that uh, w- their only beef with the episode was that, uh, or it might have been an email. I think it was an email that we got. Um, their only beef with the episode was that none of those guys fired a single shot against him. <laughs> um, yeah, good. Uh, they uh, yeah or I I mean I'd have to go back and rewatch it but um, I think the point was that he was a far distance away from them you didn't necessarily get that because we saw close ups of everybody but I think yeah. the idea that we were supposed to get is that the only reason he could is because he's a sharpshooter
2: yeah that's a good point but yeah I, I I didn't get that though it seemed like he was in the same you know he was equidistant to Sarah as these other guys were. So. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. He was farther away. We saw that in some of the long shots when she was riding. Yeah. Up to them. So.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that could have been done a little bit better. Made a little clearer, but it mm-hmm. was nice to be reminded for him and for you know for his character and for us, the viewers, what he's capable of. Although we just saw him in uh, Seduction Impossible holding up a wall.
3: <laughs> and shooting them, the yeah.
2: female militia through a wall, so you know we we know you're a badass, Casey. I promise, we know. Yeah, yeah it but is. Casey, it's he's a soldier. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: he's he's a soldier, and he needs. You know, Chuck and Sarah have each other now, and if there's no mission, they've got other things they're doing now. They're planning a wedding. Um, and then there, you know, or there's Morgan and there's Ellie and the new baby. So there's always something going on. But for Casey, it's just the mission. Mm -hmm. So there's Alex. Huh? There's Alex, but you know. But but Alex is is with with Morgan. Yeah. So, you know, and really, I I think he's pretty secure in that, in their relationship. I think they're both secure in their relationship as it is right now. So I think for Casey, he, I think he's going to go down that road. I think he's going to go you know, joined the A team. And <laughs> I think he's going
2: to, I think he wants to, I mm-hmm. think he's ready. His only real objection was that he wasn't going to leave Burbank. I mean, yeah. flat out, he wasn't leaving Burbank and we know why. And she obviously knew that as well and said, well, your mission's here. Mm-hmm. So
1: making not- it even, you know, I mean, that cinched it.
2: Yeah. And if it's something that he can kind of run parallel to what Chuck and Sarah are doing, that would make it even sweeter mm-hmm. yeah, for him. So I think, I think I, my speculation from last week was correct. She's been plotting this, uh, and watching him for a long time mm. and setting things into place and figuring out exactly what parameters the mission had to have for him to accept it mm-hmm. the question is why does she want him so badly
0: well maybe maybe it's a dream team and if it is a dream team uh, i'm wondering who all the other members of the dream team are that perhaps have just as desirable skills as casey's sharpshooting
2: Mm-hmm. well if you saw our spoilers last week you know who the other two members are
0: so. <laughs> i know i know but in terms of their, <laughs> their function
2: yeah what in they the story, do yeah yeah yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the first, the, the original title of this episode was Chuck versus the first mate.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, which of course would be Chewbacca to Han Solo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I loved it.
2: We had, we had some really poignant and very, very sweet moments between Chuck and Morgan.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They sort of relinquished their childhood. You know, they're they're still going to be friends. Of course they are, just because Morgan's moving out. I mean, he's only lived there for about a year, so mm-hmm. that's not the end of a friendship. But it is, as they said, it's the end of an era. You know, and...
1: That's sad. Yeah. It was. It was- I hate when eras come to an end.
3: <laughs> 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 I do. And, and
1: <laughs> it's so sad. And, you know, all you want to do is, is recall all the times that made up that era and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a sad moment, necessary because in reality Morgan
2: cannot stay mm-hmm. with Chuck and Sarah. No. The oh. hilarious Valentine's Day sequence. Oh <laughs> my goodness! With a what I on thought- earth
0: were they doing?
2: <laughs> I thought Casey was going to pound something.
0: Uh huh. And and Sarah with the wings.
2: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> Oh that uh, killed me.
0: Oh <laughs> that my was goodness. So
2: funny. We uh-huh. went from the intensity of the triple assassinations yeah. to the absolute ridiculousness of this Valentine's Day thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which I well, think which I think would have been all the more fun on Valentine's Day. It's too bad yeah. it didn't air on that day.
2: Yeah. Oh well.
1: Yeah. I love the look on Chuck's face when those wings popped out. <laughs> oh my gosh, I fell over. Yeah. So did every guy in a chat room,
2: probably.
3: Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, then we uh, we also had a very fun subplot with um with the awesomes and the little teddy bear.
2: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh gosh, who would have thought a jester cover song?
0: Well, be- and let me tell you, as a and, and I know we have a lot of uh, Chuck has a lot of young viewers that probably aren't parents yet. And uh, as a parent, when you have a crying baby like that, when you find the thing that makes your baby stop crying and go to sleep, that thing is gold.
1: It is gold.
0: <laughs> like I literally know people who will go out to their cars in the middle of winter with their babies and drive around. Yeah. Um, just to get their babies to sleep.
2: I've done that. I had a nephew that I had to do that with. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just really funny that it was a Jeffster song, considering when she was born, mm-hmm. they were playing over the PA to ensure <laughs>
3: that she had
2: quality music coming. Yeah, she I didn't even make that connection till now.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So it's pretty funny.
3: Yeah. That's oh my
1: goodness, sleep. That was that was that was great.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: oh,
1: poor Awesomes. They looked so rough around the edges.
0: <laughs> yeah, they sure did. You
2: got to give Ellie props, though. She knew exactly how to distract those two, oh, yeah. so that Devin could get in there and get the bear. Yeah, yeah. She is a clever woman, that Ellie. Even when she hasn't slept. <laughs> <people.
3: laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my.
0: And uh, it was it was neat to um, go equestrian. I have mm-hmm. to say, um, there's some some neat kind of, um, I love that chase. I loved Chuck's uh, gymnastics and uh, jumping off the horse and that kind of thing. Um, Just very different feeling stunts than ones that we've had before.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I had a little bit of problem with the horse chase though. Mm -hmm. There was one point where they actually actually blurred out Sarah's face so you couldn't tell it was a stunt woman. Mm Mm-hmm is a split second but it just really jolted me out of the moment, you know. Mhm. And uh I don't know. I just I thought that could have been done a little bit better, but I do appreciate that they're trying different types like you said different types of stunts and Yeah. trying to keep it fresh.
0: Yeah. And and it is it is harder in a location like that to do the elaborate stunts when there's a lot of trees around and you can't get the equipment in as as easily. Yeah. Um which actually, to tell you the truth, I, th- I just, I had a thought with the, um, the gun stuff with Casey that they perhaps couldn't do more explosive type stuff be- just because of the location. I don't know. It's a, it's a big budget so, show, so maybe not, but I just had that, that thought.
3: Hmm.
2: Could be. It could be that wherever they were, they didn't want them blowing up pieces of their mm-hmm.
3: earth. Cool. So. So, there was uh,
2: another subplot that I was going to mention, and now I can't remember what it was. Um. Oh, the Sarah and Morgan scene with toys. Oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> that was actually Let's v-
2: play with those Morgan.
0: Yeah.
3: No! How cute was
2: she?
0: It was very was- cute. And uh, and boy, the way that Morgan's growing up in the last few episodes.
2: Alex is making him a better man. Yeah. That, and I think having the responsibility now that, you know, part of team Bartowski and it's kind of doing for him, Alex and, and that are doing for him, what Sarah and having the intersected for check.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can't, you know, I, I actually found myself doing a comparison to Morgan, um, Anna.
3: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Morgan
1: Morgan, Alex, and wondering what, you know, what was different, and I, I, you know, as far as the girls, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, was Anna maybe a little closer to the Morgan that was
2: then? Yeah, they had so much in common, Mm -hmm. you know, she was into gaming, and she was in in, in computers, and nerd stuff, and Alex kind of isn't, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it makes Morgan broaden his Experience, I guess.
1: Maybe that's what it is, is that Alex, you know, is a part of, of all of that, you know, with Morgan falling into this spy world and and then Alex taking him, you know, just being totally different for him. And like Mm -hmm. you said, broadening his, you know, his vision of things. So maybe that's, maybe that's just it. I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I like Alex a whole lot. I, I really do. I think she's adorable. And I love her now, but I found myself missing Anna.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Aww. And just missing Julia Ling. She's, she's cool. Yeah,
1: just missing her.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I, I do have to admit, I, I would like to see more of Alex in the sense of getting to know her better. Like, we don't really know a lot about her yet. She's around and she's involved in a lot of the, the situations. We know a l- little bit about her, but not a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. We know who she is in relationship to Morgan and and Casey, but we don't really know much about her as a individual.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which actually, props to uh, McKenna Melvin because that's a that's a tough, a, uh, a tough act to play um, when yeah. you don't have a lot of that raw material to go with, and so you you have to rely on just things like facial expressions and reactions and things.
3: Mm-hmm
2: and she still made us love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's
2: cute as a bug. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's had a, an incredibly positive influence both on Casey and Morgan. Mm-hmm. So for that, we we love her too.
0: Yeah. So um, we leave the episode with uh, with Casey going up to some, going down some unknown hallway to a uh, some kind of bunker door and we leave the episode with um Vivian going to some walking towards a light that has just opened up from unlocking something in Volkov's office mm-hmm. and there's uh, a look of kind of it's I don't know it's weird it's like it's surprise but it's wonder? not a wonder, yeah. It's it's not shock, though.
3: Aw, mm-hmm.
0: aw, yeah. So it's something significant, and I, I can't wait to see what is behind those doors.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they certainly left us wanting more. Yeah, you know, the door that Casey's going
1: through uh, kind of looked like a corridor on the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> the, star, the Star Wars theme there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, He's, going to the main He's going to save Hans Solo. Mm. Yeah. Does
2: that making Luke? Yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> so, um, I guess that's it for our discussion of the, uh, the episode. And next week looks like we have some Bonnie and Clyde action. Love Um, it. Yeah, which is going to be really fun, and and we've already said we love the title, First Bank of Evil. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You having
1: fun yet? Yes, I am.
0: Should be pretty interesting. But we're going to do what we did last week, which is, uh, because we've already been flashing the announcements in the uh, corner, um, we're not going to do our concluding stuff, so do stick around for our sponsors and if you don't want to hear the spoilers, you can pull your headphones out or pause the podcast after the sponsors, and you don't have to hear the spoilers. But if you do want to hear the spoilers, just, you know, ride on through. But uh, until next week, make sure you watch live on Monday. And also, hey, and and even if you are a Nielsen family, I guess you could still go to Reward TV on the next day and and fill all that stuff in and be counted twice. But if you're not a Nielsen family, stand up and be counted. And make sure that your voice is heard. But until then, bye bye.
2: yeah Bye. And now we want to thank our sponsors, ielabs.com, makers of award-winning action blue AVCHD conversion software, which authors full HD videos on regular DVD discs. It even works with HD clips from the newest iPhone 4. You can get your free trial of the software at ielabs.com. We also want to thank Moviemorons.com for supporting Check Versus the Podcast. Movie Morons is a podcast all about film, so if you are inclined to find out what movies you should be watching this fall, check out MovieMorons.com and de. We want to thank them for supporting us as well.
1: Hello, this is Christina Caramel from Serian Junkies TV. Are you addicted to TV shows Be our guests and learn the latest news and reflections on what's going on in the world of TV series. Well, our show is in German, but maybe you want to drop in anyway? Then visit www.serienjunkies.de and watch out for our video podcast. See you.
0: Spoiler warning. And we're back with the spoilers. Mel, what have we got for us?
2: We only have one spoiler for this week, and it is the official synopsis for episode 417, Chuck versus the first bank of evil. evil.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that aired on Monday, February 28th. And the synopsis says, Chuck and Sarah plan the ultimate heist at a high security bank. Lauren Cohen and Ray Wise guest star. Chuck pushes Vivian MacArthur to get in touch with her inner villain for mission elsewhere. Sarah tries to get in touch with her inner bride as wedding plans ramp up. Meanwhile, Morgan's search for a new roommate takes an unexpected turn. Adam Baldwin, Sarah Lancaster, Scott Krinsky, Vick Sahai, Mark Christopher Lawrence, and Benita Friedrichi also star. So if you saw the uh, preview for next week, you saw Sarah and Chuck, like you said, Bonnie and Clyde it up, <laughs> I think. Which... I don't know if you noticed, that that is the same bank where they filmed 407 when I was on set. Jefferson's mm-hmm. first fight. Same location. Yeah.
3: yeah. It, it looked a different like
2: Different name. Yeah. yeah. A different name on the bank. But, <laughs> I don't know, maybe <laughs> we'll find out that, in fact, they were at the same... But that, that, that was the, the first bank of evil. Cool.
0: Or oh, maybe well. it's a chain and they're all designed the same.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So... So we get Ray Wise next week. Yeah. And Volkov lawyer, in fact. So we'll see. Maybe there's some uh, machinations going on to get Volkov released on a technicality. I don't know.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I love that there's, what, eight more episodes after that? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's awesome.
1: Unbelievable. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, so that's all we have for this week. And we do thank you for watching, and we hope you do next week, too. But uh, until then, bye-bye.
2: Bye, Checkers. Bye-bye.